Give me five minutes. The podcast with Scars and Elijah. You are in an open conversation zone. There is no tapping out once you've tapped in. Eli examinations, hood stories, nightmares for critics. And if you're that passionate, we'll bring you on and you can have five minutes. It's an easy target, isn't it? Mm. So I think that from that, I always... I always talk to lot, if you know what I'm saying. I would yeah. always be quite like, yeah, I'm on it. But I wasn't, but I had to make you think that I was because yeah, otherwise yeah, you become the easy target. Yeah, hood tactics, yeah. isn't it? That's, 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 that's literally half the battle, you know. Just perception. Yeah, Just perception. letting someone know that, you know what? Yeah, maybe that was, maybe, I'm crazy, you know. Yeah, maybe he's one of those nutty white boys, but really I wasn't. <laughs> but maybe he is. Maybe he headbutts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even I don't know that one. No, but, but, but what I'm saying, like, how is it in the household? Like, is the national dishes being cooked up, or is it, you know, mm, or not? Not really. Like, British thing. The more the most Ghanaian we go is like stew and jollof rice. Yeah, that's it, really. Yeah, like. When I when we got married, obviously I well not obviously, but I didn't know how to cook like fufu. I didn't even know how to make things like stew and fried rice, jollof rice. But um, obviously I was like learning as I was. That's what I'm saying. Like when you get married young, there's so many things that you don't even know that you need to know. If that mm. makes sense. Like I was just like thrown into marriage, and it's like oh wow, I actually have to cook for him like every day or like every other day. So. Yeah, there was a lot of things that I was learning, but to be honest, yeah, like in in my household, like when I was with, living with my mum and dad, we didn't really like. Obviously, my mum used to make things like fufu and um, Ghanaian foods, but we didn't. We weren't fans. Like I used to eat it, but we weren't. That wasn't our thing. Um, so yeah, I just Morgan now. Well, not now. Like for a few years, he said like, yeah, I, I want to try this. I want to try that, and I just feel like. Yeah, maybe try it for my mum because I'm not going to have that Ghanaian kick that I need to have. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I don't really make like fufu and benku. Like, I don't make the proper raw Ghanaian dishes, but obviously he's had Ghanaian food and yeah. Like, do you think that's important? Like, I mean, how is it like growing up? Is it like, oh, I need to make sure that my child has knows everything about my culture and then obviously about my partner's culture mm-hmm. and we try and mix it in together or is it I an understanding so is it an understanding that you know that there's going to be some elements that may be lost because there's only, they're only one person mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's definitely going to be elements that are lost because obviously we are Ghanaians that are us we're Ghanaians that are bo- were born here so of course naturally there's just going to be so many things that obviously if my kids were born in Ghana that they would just automatically know because that's their, what they're around but I think um, I'm definitely the one that's more intentional about my culture being like taught in the house because obviously for Morgan I can't speak for him but I think obviously because he lives here his kids are going to school here he doesn't have to think about oh they're going to lose their culture or their roots or their background Whereas me, yeah, I'm very, very conscious of that. Especially like since I lost my dad, it's even be- it's become even more like, yeah, they need to know where they're from, their background, their roots, the language, everything. And um, when my kids were born, um, like obviously when you're um, when you're any any day that you're born as a Ghanaian boy or girl, you have a particular name for that day of the na- um, that day of the week. Yeah. So they have those Ghanaian names and like I remember from the beginning I was like, Mom, like I want you to speak true to them. Like I want them to grow up knowing and understanding it. And even my mum was like, Oh no, like it's gonna confuse them and 
you know so like they understand bits of tree because now I'm trying to teach them but there's definitely always going to be bits that are lost because obviously my husband's not Ghanaian so and not only that but in in my um my mum and dad's house when we were growing up this is one thing that I I now realize now that I'm older but we used to I understand my language completely but when they would speak to us in tree we would answer back in English and we would Mm. never be corrected like we would never you know like some I feel like some cultures like Spanish for example being Mm. Spanish or Indian or like there's some cultures where you're gonna speak your language like Mm. there's no debate in it that's forced whereas With us, it's like, yeah, we used to ask, answer back in English. And because of that, my tree is just off. Like, I can speak it, like, but I have to think about what I'm going to say. And that's, to be honest, that's a bit annoying because now there's like a barrier there. There's mm. almost like a, I can't fully, you know, teach them how I would want to. So, Is yeah. it a case of like, like, <clears throat> like, I guess when they're older and so on and so forth, or like, how would it be? Like one of your children, I don't know, like in their early 20s, just say, you know, I want to go to Ghana. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you mean? Like? Just like they want to just go on holiday, like without you guys there. Mm. Like how would, like, would you be worried, concerned or how would um, that be? Yeah. But if I they would... said, I'm, I want to go to Portugal, would you have the same kind of? No, because I think Africa is very different. Yeah. Like um, even for us, like we're planning to go next year, for example, as a family. Mm. Uh, even to, for to me, Ghana. to Ghana. Even for me, like, I'm scared because it's just not... Obviously, like, when you grow up in an African household, you know, like, you're you're taught about so many things that happen back home, let's say. And, you know, I feel like even in the media and everything that's portrayed about Africa is very... It can be quite negative. So we always grew up with the mindset of, like, I remember when we went to Ghana, this was in the year 2000, I think. Like, we were so scared to go like literally petrified and when we got there same we were so scared but when we was on our way back to England we were crying like we didn't want to come back and I think there's there's a lot of misconceptions but there is like it's not like living in London you can't just do whatever you want whenever you want to do it and talk to people like the way you disrespect someone here go and do it in Africa like you there's just certain things that yeah there there would be a fear there like if they were just to get up and go but I think to the best of my ability, I'm still trying to like teach them what I can. And like they, they I'm teaching them my language. They know bits about the, my language, obviously the different foods, where they come from and things like that. Like, yeah, there'll always be elements that are missing, but I am very intentional. I think it's very important. Like I don't want my children to be those kids that are like, oh yeah, no, that's just where my mum's from. No, like that's where you're from. Like that's the part of you you and your identity so i think um what you what you mentioned about that um speaking like parents speaking true to you and answering back in english English. see i would have even said i feel like that was more like a nigerian like i'm 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 yoruba Mm -hmm. i'm nigerian but i'm yoruba Mm -hmm. but like even when i meet other people who are Igbo or like i was uh it's like i feel literally all my friends are yoruba they're all all like that Mm. like our parents speak it to us, but we never spoke it back. Mm. And no, no one enforced say it back to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's a similar thing now. Like obviously now I got my son and that's what I want to do as well. I would love for him to to know Yoruba or just have the understanding about it. But 
mate, from the horse's mouth, man, man can't even teach you fully. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? So it is, it's, I think that is, that is a sly little issue. And to be fair, I'm, I'm just happy you said that because I would always tell my mom this. I'm like, yeah, man, look at Ghanaians, man. Every Ghanaian I know, man, they speak the language, you know? Like, this is what I'm talking about. Doing a bit more research, a lot of people are like that. Because I kind of feel it's just, when I look at like Asians or like, just everybody on the outside. You can speak Yeah, just fluently. speak fluent. Do you know what I mean? So I think, yeah, that's a that's a crucial, almost like a taboo. People don't talk about that enough, but it happens so often. Mm. I remember like I was, um, I had um, a, uh, I was speaking with one Spanish customer before and she was telling me that um, her older sister had a son, like two or three, and the grandma's coming from Spain literally to two. test wow. how good, their son's Spanish was like that was one of the things of course you're gonna come and see hi hug yeah how's everybody but the grandma was coming literally just to speak pure Spanish to the child and see how much the child had known and I thought wow I was like what you know that was kind of interesting but 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 she was like no her grandmother was like that's I don't know like for for their family they were like no that's a thing because he said when I have my child if she's still alive like that's what Mm. she's gonna do as well she Mm. wants to know that's probably one of the reasons why though like spanish is such a universal language like it's everywhere like the fact that it's even taught in schools and things like that it's they're it's like they they will not allow their culture to disappear at all like whereas i feel like a lot of our um like our families whether they did it intentionally or not it's like everything is diluted a little bit like my mom like the fact that she was worried that her speaking tree to my children would confuse them is like you know that children pick up different languages best when they're younger when they're mm, younger course, and yeah. obviously they're here like you don't really have to worry about them not being able to speak english but i think a lot of yeah a lot of africans may have that fear that you know mentality yeah isn't it isn't it a case of a flip because like obviously one of the things that you guys touched on before was that like obviously morgan is white and that was a concern at first with it but then on the flip side it's like if we if if it's not really something like like we're speaking back in english and so on and so forth is it is it almost like well like i don't understand it what, what do you want me to know or do you want me to exactly. like yeah like so like what do you want me would you want me to be super traditional or do you want, not want they me want to the be? best of both worlds like they <laughs> want you to be super traditional but in these areas yeah like they know that obviously yeah you are english like to them you're, like for example other other i don't know africans who hear me speaking my language i think oh right you can speak your language but if i go and speak that in ghana it's like you're an english girl be quiet like it's not obviously they i think my family see us as like when i say my family my mom and dad saw us the children as they she even always says it my mom like oh you lot people from this children in this country are just different they're just different and that's kind of like what they because we're born here it's like you're automatically almost, yeah, they're never going to be those typical Ghanaian children that we would like. Yeah, to be honest, I, I talk to my mom so much these days. I just tell her how I feel. And I'm like, that, you guys have to take an L with this one as well. Mm. Yeah, because it's not just we grew up, ah, London kids, so you guys, you just don't know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Well, you know, you, you, you was using you was wep- using Africa as a weapon. If <laughs> you're bad, you're going to go back home. <laughs> even even at school, that's the cuss. Like, raw, like, listen, you're going to go back. You'll get sent back, you know. That's such a good point. So, so it's, it's in, if I come home and then now you want to talk to your butt to me, well, 
Alright, I start speaking Yoruba to you. Let me start going to eat eat um F O Ruro with my hands and all this other stuff. But then when I wanna go to uni now, you start telling me, ah well, come on, when you are with blah blah blah, you need to, you know, fix up, look sharp. Like it's, it's confusing. Yeah, Wait, yeah. Do you guys think as well? Yeah, obviously I'm not African, so <laughs> please, like, just this is a question. Obviously, growing up, yeah, like mm. we're all probably around the same similar ages. Being African wasn't really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. It so wasn't. Do you think it as wasn't. well as much as your parents obviously didn't necessarily enforce it. Back then, you guys were probably happy that they didn't enforce it, though. You know what? True. It's so true. It's so mm. true because I, I, I literally do feel like yeah, like it was such a like. Even you saying that now just makes me think it was such a conundrum mm. because you're just thinking on the flip side. Like, I, I feel like now growing up, now I feel more proud to be African. Yeah. But yes, when I was younger, it's not that I wasn't proud. I was just more like, I'm proud, but okay. <laughs> Quietly like, in this yeah, like I'm, uh, yeah, I'm proud, but like, yeah, I mean, man, man's British though. <laughs> I was born here. I was born here. But as you, you know, I, I do believe that kind of protected things, and it's it's like assimilation, really. That's that's where it was. This is what. We come to realize because the flip side, sometimes I do think about it. I'm like, could I go to another country at like 24 and just start life? Like, mm. I, I just think I couldn't do that. So, you know, it is is definitely a, a question of like, I think our parents, they, they they tried, but I do believe when it comes to the language, like, nah, they, they could have, you know, pushed pushed a little a little bit more. Like, do you know what I mean? Because mm. similar thing, like when me and Elijah are talking, I would like to say, or I would like to say, obviously, I know Yoruba a bit better, but it's exactly what um, Samara is saying. Samara is saying <laughs> that um, if we if he was to go back, if I go to Nigeria now, I can still speak, but hmm, they say you, <laughs> yeah, you're London. Yeah, they're not they're not gonna treat me with that same respect. Me, I, I mean, I get found out as soon as I open my mouth. <laughs> as soon as I say hello, it's done. You said something very very uh, telling when you were like, oh, you don't want your children when they're older to be like, oh, Ghana, oh yeah, I'm from there just as like a throwaway topic and then get on with their life. You're like, you know, you want them to know what being Ghanaian is about, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? As they move forward, so. Scars yeah, in this. Very, very this is the Give Me Five Minutes podcast with Eli and myself, Scars. Yeah, yeah man. Yes. Cool, 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 cool. Yes. In terms of, we, we understand, you know, you guys are in interracial relationship. For you guys, was it a hard battle? For some people, they'll tell me, you know what? Actually, it was actually very, very, you know, smooth sailing. But I don't know, how was that part of the experience for you guys? Was it a, a challenge or was it more, you guys had your own unity, so it was just kind of a bit more bulletproof or just, just in general, like? I think for me, I'm, I'm oblivious to a lot of it, it seems. Like, that's what Samira says, like, I've, I don't see any issues. I have not seen anything like, you know, anything for me. I think there's one time I can think of head where we was on Old Kent Road, Remember walking past um, Matt D's, there was a couple of black guys and they were like, just tried to call her over, but knowing that I'm there, but obviously, you know me, I'm from end. So <laughs> for me, I was like, what, what are you man saying? You can see that I'm here. Like what, what? I don't understand. That's it. That's the only thing I can think of where I felt nice. Nah, Cause I'm white. There was a bit of disrespect there. Mm. Other than that, I personally, I don't feel or see anything, mm. but the amount of times where somebody's like, did you see that? And I'm like, <laughs> Okay. So All I think for me, I'm quite oblivious to it. And I think probably part of that is the fact that growing up, I was always the only white one. Do you get yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't, I, what white friend did I have? Scott. <laughs> Scott, one. Do you know what I mean? The rest of my friends were black. So I'm, I'm, maybe I'm just so used to being the white one in the crowd. And maybe those looks are something that's always been there, but I've just been oblivious to it. Mm. But 
That's so true. It's better okay. from you because That's you've so seen true. a lot more. Mm. Okay, so you notice a lot more. Mm-hmm. Like, break it down. Um, I think it's just like a lot of it. Sometimes, sometimes it's like shock, like shock horror. <laughs> sometimes it's like just I don't know, maybe curiosity, like oh, how do they work? And sometimes it's just looks of like, uh, like you're a sellout, man. Like you're with a white guy and I see it all I see it all and I used to see it like when we were dating like right from the beginning just I don't know like there's just certain things that you pick up on as I think it is a black thing like obviously um experiencing racism and things like that like you just you're just aware of a lot of different things that other people might not be aware of um and sometimes it's it's not what someone says it's not even it's just a vibe that you can pick up on that yeah they're not feeling us like they're not like morgan would never understand how i would be like trust me that woman is thinking this he'll be like well, how would you know and i'm like trust me <laughs> how she looked at me i know 100% she's thinking why is she with a white man or whatever um and then the same like with a white person like looking at me or like i remember like my daughter is like very fair skinned and like I was on the bus with her one time and then there was just w- this woman who was like looking at my daughter, then she'll look at me, then she was looking at my daughter, then she'll look at me. Just, you could tell she was just thinking like, are you her nanny or are you like, it just, I, I pick up on that all the time. But I think for us, like, yeah, there there are like, obviously there's differences, but I think because we're both from the UK, that helped a lot because mm. we have a lot of like, um, cultural things that's from here like even just growing up in the same sort of area knowing the same sorts of people like we were able to kind of create our own like culture I guess where yes like there's going to be Ghanaian influences yes there's going to be like English influences but I think as well like I don't mean to sound rude but I don't really know what the English culture is if that makes sense like they're Mm -hmm. like I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I feel, I feel like obviously they, they have things that they do, but I think it's a bit harder to identify like what are the English um, traditions and things like that. Whereas with mine, it's very like, okay, Ghanaians eat this and this, like Ghanaians speak this language and Ghanaian, you know, but yeah, well, I think we, we both just bring in our own, like with any relationship. And that's why I feel like it is a big thing, but it's not because any two people, whether you're from the same country or not, you're going to be different. You're in some cases, like even if you're from the same tribe, the same mm. area, you're going to have different ways of thinking, different family, different, you know, any, everything. So yeah, like with any relationship, you have to kind of take those differences and kind of make your own tradition. But yeah, it's definitely there. Like it's definitely something that we're, well, I would say I'm more conscious of, but yeah, like Morgan's seen it as well. And you know what? I, I will say this as well. Cause obviously, like me, me and Morgan went went to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I've never actually thought of this. Just as you said this now, in a way, yeah, Morgan has always been like the 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 literally the the white guy on ends. You know, <laughs> so in a way, you've probably had your own discrimination and your own kind of I don't know, like you you you're you're different in that environment. So yeah, like. Even even that in itself, like what wh- what is like that? What's that like for you? Because have you ever like thought of it in that way? Like, rah, like looking around, like ah, oh, you know, you 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 know, you're like the only white guy in the room or something else like that. That's I don't know. Is that a, a thing or it doesn't matter? Yeah, I think that um, I I don't think 
it was something that massively, you know, I was yeah. used to in it. But there's definitely times like what I can remember where if there was a group of us and it was like a group of Ramsey or mm. group of Chilsa, I mm. knew that the white one was the one they was looking at. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> realistically, in it, like I, I knew that. Like mm. there was times, I don't know if he was there, but Campbell Park, something happened. And um, one of them said to blacks, oh, I'm going to rub the white one. Like, why the white one? Like, why? Because I stand out. Like, why? So there was always that element. Yeah, there was always that element that mm. they see 10 people, one is white. That's mm. the easy target, isn't it? Mm. So I think that from that, I always I always talked a lot, if you clock what I'm saying. Like, mm, I would yeah, always yeah, be yeah, quite yeah. like, yeah, I'm on it. But I wasn't. But <laughs> I had to make you think that I was because yeah, otherwise yeah, so you become the easy target. Yeah, hood, hood, hood yeah, tactics, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's, 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 that's literally half the battle, you know? Just perception. Yeah, Just perception. Letting, letting someone know that. You know what? Yeah, maybe that, maybe, I'm crazy, you know? Yeah, maybe he's one of those nutty white boys. But really, I wasn't. But maybe he is. Maybe he headbutts. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a funny day in the Chappelle joke, wasn't it? Like, where he was like, oh, like... Whenever you, there's like a group of black guys and you see the white guy, he's like, mate, that white guy's the, he's the most craziest I would have done. And you know what? It's like, there's no telling what you've done to get them black man respect, man. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. No and, and I, I do feel like in a subconscious way, yeah, maybe not in violence, yeah, but I know that 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 is a part of it because technically for you to, not like, oh, like, we're not a gang or anything, but I just, I just know like, it, it can't just be just a, a standard country white guy. Mm. Like, do you know what I mean? You had to understand culture. You got to understand like how the, the people are. Like, let's say for instance, if if I grew up in an Asian area, then I would know, okay, when I'm around Asian exactly, people, exactly. I, yeah, you know how to talk around them. You adapt to your environment. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Prime example, like, sorry, Morgan, like he exactly to, the, to your point, he's not going to go and say Rashida to my mum. Like he's going <laughs> to know that, okay, when it hey, comes to older African people, <laughs> you cannot say, call them by their first name. So that, to your point, like I feel like he, uh, quote unquote, he's not a typical white boy, like yeah, or what yeah, you would expect yeah. a white person to be. Like he is quite, yeah, black. Like, he has- <laughs> when you said the whole thing about the country, yeah, because I think about it now, let's say somebody, an interracial couple where, they're, they're from different countries not alone not not even just the races like oh uh my husband is 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 portuguese white. yeah and, um, but they're portuguese mm. and i'm from london or whatever vice versa mm. i think yeah that does make more of a a different factor because not only then is it just racial then it's like cultural mm. like the way the things that they do in portugal or the way they grew up the music they listen to the 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 slang you know <laughs> so i think just being from london in itself like it just makes me think i think london's just a different world like even in british culture like london is is it's, it's, it's very... Mm. Yeah, I've always said London and England are two different countries. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, they're two different, they're completely different places. As soon as you cross the, the M25, it's a new world out yeah. there. Mm, 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 mm. This is the Give Me Five Minutes podcast. podcast. The idea of race in your guys' household, like, do you guys speak about race with your children or, like, mm-hmm. racism or so on and so forth? Like, how is that topic discussed? I think... Um, my son is seven. My son just turned seven and my daughter's five. So I think um, it, it's, I don't know how young, you know, you're meant to start or what would be advised, but we, I don't think we really thought about it in the beginning, but obviously as they get older, certain things that because of how our world is, sadly, like it might be that you have to introduce certain things prematurely. Like, mm. for example, um, the George Floyd um, what happened last year with George Floyd yeah. um, and the whole like Black Lives Matter movement? Like my son, 
asks all the time about it, like literally all the time. Oh wow, really? All the time, isn't it, babe? Yeah, it was, like and. Yeah, like we we had to explain it to him. Like we didn't let him watch the video or anything because I think it's just a bit too graphic. But yeah, like we explained what happened, and from that, I've I think from the whole like when the movement started, obviously twenty twenty was just a very like strange year mm. for everyone, and it was just like I feel like there was so much pain, there was so much like going on in the world that we were, and obviously because we were in lockdown, we were forced to sit down and think and just. Like it was right there. You couldn't escape it. And I think in that time, I became very reflective. Oh, do you know what? Like, this is not something that you can just wait till they're older. Like they do need to be aware, like especially being mixed, like they're going to have certain struggles themselves. Like you might not fully be accepted by black people, but then you might not fully be accepted by white people. So I started to think a lot about that. And I would say it to Morgan and then we kind of thought like, oh, do you know, what would be the best way to say it? And then, yeah, like we just started having those sort of conversations or oh, like racism is this. And, you know, Morgan would explain our oh, racism is when, you know, one race thinks they're better. You know, he just broke it down like very kind of like, um, you know, schoolboy kind of explanations. Just well, I think as well, it's, it's quite hard because um, I think social media almost, especially since the George Floyd thing, it pushed a certain narrative of how you have to teach your kids yeah. Yeah, if they're not yeah. white. Mm. This is how you have to teach them. Where some of it I saw, I wasn't really comfortable with it, to be honest with you. Like there was one, it's in America, so it's different, but they were like teaching the kid how you have to act when police stop you or, you know, put your hands up straight away and da da da. And me, I was like, I don't really feel comfortable teaching my seven-year-old this in UK because for me, London is slightly yeah, it's different. You know, it go back to, to London and the rest of the world for me. London is there's still racism, hundred percent. But same thing I always say to, to to the missus is that it's very multicultural as well. So as much as there's always gonna be racism everywhere because wherever there's humans, there's gonna be racism. I feel like if I was to and this is maybe wrong, but this is my thought, is that London is maybe one of the best places for not being racist. Not that there isn't racism. Yeah. So it was, it's then quite hard. You see social media, people teaching their kids one way. Obviously I'm white. So I'm like, mm, is that is that the right way to do it? Is it not? So it then becomes even a bit in your own home. You're almost struggling to find the right way to do it. Mm. Um, and it's, it's a hard conversation. I think that's the reality. Like me being white, like there's certain things that, and I still, till now, like I'll be like, raw, that's racist. Like you, you find that racist or you find that offensive. I'm like, raw, I didn't, I didn't even know that. Like not the bait stuff, the bait mm-hmm. stuff is, is out there, but you know, just little things that I'm like, oh wow, I didn't even realize that would, that would offend you. Like to my own wife, like I don't, I, not that I said it, but someone might have said it. And I'm like, oh wow, you found that offensive. Oh wow. No, I like, think that's where like a lot of the, like the, to your interracial question, I think that's where, like some of the positives are because there's been a lot that I've been able to teach Morgan that nah, like that would be considered racist or that would be considered like we would feel a way a way about that where there's certain conversations where if you're like an all white household, it's not that you're trying to be ignorant, but it just wouldn't come up because yeah. you know it's, it's not just, relevant. It's really. not relevant. Like you don't really think about that, and I think that's that's why I think last year was so important and so crucial because. It's just you could no longer claim that ignorance is like okay or like oh I just don't oh I just didn't know I just, I've just never experienced it. Nobody could really like say that anymore. It wasn't enough of an excuse. And yeah, like it, it it is hard. It is really hard because 
I don't want to be become like this bitter black person who just you know because it, you can like seeing the constant violence and the constant it can like, consume you man exactly like yeah. if you take all of that in into your heart it can really consume you where you will just start to resent every white person or every other like you know it can be it's like a double-edged sword almost but at the same time like I I'm very conscious of the fact that like we have to find some sort of way that works for both of us where even if it's uncomfortable, like it might be uncomfortable for you being a white person. It might be uncomfortable for me when you're saying certain things, but we have to find a way to communicate that because sadly, like, yeah, they do need to know, like, even if it's not the way that, you know, we would have ideally, ideally like to teach them. Yeah. Like it's like the world has forced you to have this conversation. Like it wasn't, it's like it's been forced upon you mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I think everybody actually, like you've been forced to have a conversation at work, in your house, mm-hmm. outside. Anytime you're interacting now, I feel like that's what it that, that's what it is. And just more to your points of uh, I think it's I think it's actually quite um powerful that both of you are saying that you don't necessarily right now have the answer to how to actually handle it, mm. but or how to explain it, but you're trying to actually explain it. You're tackling it. Yeah, you're tackling it head on, like at the same time. So I think it's it's a case of, I feel like even just as humans, just for anything, like, you know, sometimes like we need to know what the answer is like, you know, and I feel sometimes it just take a step, isn't it? And take it because like I said, it's just been thrust upon everybody and the children are not getting any younger. We're not getting younger. The social media now is getting... Is, is as more accessible as it ever was. Is yeah. as more accessible as it ever was. So, and, the, and <clears throat> I feel, well, this is a thing I wanted to ask as well. Where like, I found something very, very interesting because I watched a clip, right? And this is, I'm, just follow me. Um, it was about Kim Kardashian and um, I think uh, the brother-in-law is called Scott. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, that's was, thing is husband. Yeah, and Scott was Courtney. Yeah, yeah. and Scott was just asking. They were just talking, and he was like, "Oh, so how do you want your children to like grow up mm. and stuff like that?" And she said, "Oh, she doesn't want her children to know about like Chris Humphreys and all the other ex husbands." And he was like, "What? Like they have the like that? Like the internet is there. Yeah. You're gonna have to tackle this topic one day. You know, mm. you're gonna have to explain your whole history. Your whole history is actually on the internet. Mm. So, but." From what I could tell from her, she never really thought about it. Yeah. And she was like, I don't want them to know, but it was like, honey, they're going to have to know <laughs> you see, you what see. the whole thing was like, you know, yeah. you're going to have to break it down how you got here. So I just said to say that with things like social media and stuff like that, mm. I mean, look, I'm the only non-parent here. So, I mean, I know I'm talking, mm. <laughs> but it's just like, oh, um, I guess you have to tackle it in the house first before they go online yeah, yeah. and you let someone else teach them, mm. I would say. Like, yeah. yeah, you know what? I, sometimes I just think I don't understand how. Like, why would that? I feel there has to be a lie. Like, why? That's such a big part of who she is. Mm. Like the, the aspect of having different men, and you know, why are you not thinking about that? And it's it just makes me feel that's so unfair to your kids. Like, so you want your daughter to go online and just find out about sex tape and this and that and all the controversy. Like, it would actually be a healthier a healthier environment to just explain to them. Cool, maybe not now. She's whatever, three, I think. How old is her oldest? Like, I don't know, five or something. Eleven. Seven. 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 I'd say, wow, (laughs) time's flying. (laughs) Yeah, but like, what? I always think about the subtle things because for some reason, for me, I remember my my school days so vividly. 
Like mm. I'm talking primary, secondary. And I generally had a good time. And I just think about like little things like imagine that you, something bad's happened at home or something's happened. And then you go into school the next day or like a weekend. Mm. You're getting ready to go to school. And that first person walks in and says something that's like whatever offensive. Like I remember one time, yeah. Like I don't know if you know Morgan was there, yeah. But this isn't as traumatic, but it's just a small scenario. Like I came in, yeah. I think my iron was broke that week. Yeah, so I didn't iron my trousers. Again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have my trousers ironed. Yeah, bruv. As soon as I come in, yeah, there's a group of guys and we're all sitting in the semicircle, and I'm never just just att- some re- some next guy from the old year just attacking me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you should be younger, creaser. Blah 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 blah. That's just you're just going off on me. Yeah, but again, like even though obviously it's not the same as having historical information about your family, but being prepared, like being having that school environment school is actually so tough mm. like especially with what people say to you so why would she not give her child the ammo like yeah but you know what? I, I get what you're saying there yeah but i think also um not just that but things in general sometimes conversations are quite hard to have you know mm. like imagine sitting down with your daughter even if she's all right 13 yeah mm. she's just starting year seven eight mm. and then you gotta tell her that i've been married to this guy this guy I've done a sex tape. That's why I'm famous. That, that's a, like the questions How that are then going to come from. <laughs> yeah. Like even now explaining like smaller things to my son, the questions that come from it, question, mm. question, question. And it gets to the point then when I'm like, I don't know. I don't know the answer. <laughs> so them conversations are hard. So I kind of get why she'll almost just hope that they'll never find out. But I just, obviously it's a bit silly because they're gonna, isn't it? But <laughs> I don't but think it's I, that it's she hard, thinks that they're not going to find out. But I think like, you just, you want your kids as a parent, you want your kids to kind of, ideally, you want them to look at you as like a good role model. So mm. things that contradict that or that might make you look a certain way, it's just, how do you say it? And when, mm. like, when, when, like, when you want to hold on to that information for as long as possible, <laughs> like maybe when she's 15 or 18 mm. or 21, then I can have that conversation with her. But like you said, obviously, you know, it's about innocence She's gonna as find well, out right? A lot yeah. younger. Like, going back to the race thing as well. It's like one thing that I was really struggling with at the beginning. I remember saying to you, it's like, there's certain things I don't want to explain to them now because mm. I don't want them to know that the world is like that. Yeah. So I want See them to have this innocence. Yeah. Like my son goes to, we live in quite a nice, like a, a, a rich area. Not that we're rich, but we live <laughs> in that area. So his school is very multicultural, but actually not like what we had where mm. it was black and white. Actually, there's probably hardly like a very minority of black children in his school. Mm. So actually a lot of his friends are Moroccan, Arab, mm. Italian. Like it's such a multi, he's got all of his friends, South mm. Korean, North Korean. Like, And so for him, the world is just, we're all normal. Like we're all the same. Mm. So I remember when I first explained to him that what racism is, that, you know, the, 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 big, the start of it, the end of it is that one race thinks they're better simply because of the color. And he was confused. Like, mm? like what? Mm. So just because someone's white, that person thinks they're better than someone who's black, not based on anything other than the color. Mm. And he didn't, he, even now, like he still, he asks about it so much in it all the time. Like, so wait, so someone thinks that they're better just because he still can't really and figure it out because like, of the innocence. Mm. So I think that not the, you know, the Kim K thing, but other things as well, it's almost as well. It's quite a hard thing to, to get the right time so that they don't, they don't have like a, a Look, they need to have a re- reality view at a certain time in life, innit? Mm. But there's also a time where they're meant to be shielded from most things. Yeah. And I think the racism thing and the George Floyd thing, I think most people would have shielded their children ideally a lot longer than they could have because mm. of, of course. what happened. Yeah. They couldn't. But, but you I couldn't. Think, yeah, but you couldn't. You couldn't in the world today. 
Yeah. And I feel children now, I mean, you guys maybe could agree that like they're, I mean, they're definitely quicker than we were mm. when it comes down to this information yeah. and technology yeah. or what. I, I it's because they have it. I, I, a, lot of, a lot of the times, yeah, sometimes when I meet older people and they just put it on you like, oh, but you're younger, you're quicker. It's just this, the, the times that we're living in. Like mm. these youngers now, they actually have literally so two, two steps and they can get a whole heap of information. Mm. Mm. What? If we, if we, in our day, to get information, we'll probably, mm, we had a bit of internet, maybe we had a library. My mum and that, word of mouth, I don't know, letters. and Yellow pages. And, <laughs> yellow pages and different things. So I, I think it's, the, the, the times we're living in, obviously we've got to move with them and adapt. I still feel like, in a way, it's still better to, to even just, even if it's an inkling of, of anything, because obviously I always feel like with children, that is the one thing I... I think everybody loves or understands they are innocent. They they don't they, they, they don't actually know. And even even every time you keep saying it, I'm like, rah, the reason he's not even getting it is because he can't understand it. He imagine hearing that he's going to school, looking at everybody around, but we're all cool. Well, his first thing actually, when I remember the when I first explained it to him, it was in the car, it was me and him, and I would just explain, you know, and I was using a white person as an example. So mm. a white person thinks they're better than a black person. Because they're white, not because they he loves football, so not mm. because they're better at football. Not, and I was explaining. Then he was like, "Rob, but you don't feel like that with mummy, though." That was the first thing that he said because in his right. eyes, he's used to seeing black mm, and white course, together. Course, yeah. In school, he's used to seeing, as I said, Arab, North Korea, mm. and they all play football together. Yeah. It's like so for him, he couldn't understand it, and I think. Racism, obviously, again, it's something that's learned, isn't it? It's something that's taught. It's not something that- 100%. No one is born racist. We know that. So, like, you're born into a family that's racist, for example. You're, nine out of ten, you're going to have it's racist gonna, gonna tendencies. You, or yeah. it's going to, you know. And so, it, it, it it's hard. Again, it just goes back for me to the innocent stage. It's so hard to make sure that you're giving them, like, I'm talking about now especially, giving them enough that they can still have that innocence. But at the same time, they have to know enough that if- the, so like one thing with my son, he's, he knows when things are wrong, he can call it out himself mm. or he can, and it's not just racism, that's other things as well. Like he, he, know, he doesn't swear, he doesn't say no bad word. Yeah. If he's listening to something on the TV and it says a bad word, he will straight away, he'll look, they said a bad word, he'll turn it off. <laughs> and it's good. Th- the good thing is, is it's innocent because he still doesn't know all the bad words, but there's ones that he does know now, which we've had to, explain because maybe he's watching something and I've heard it or yeah. you know Spider-Man and Spider-Man says the S word and you know so it, again it's just, for me it's, 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 it's about trying to find the best balance possible and it's just I, I don't like social media like I hate it I hate <laughs> social media and the reason being I've, it, it gives everyone a platform to be an expert on something they know nothing about for mm. me like they, they read something now they're expert in it yeah, yeah. They you know they see a video about racism and now they're an expert on racism and they they need to tell everyone how to not be a racist which look everyone has their own opinions but I just feel like social media makes a lot of it become amplified it, it's their fact and if you don't agree with that fact it's like I was saying to my to my missus like there's certain things that someone will say oh this is um maybe not racism but this is borderline and it's like if you don't agree with that you're you're one or you're a racist as well then mm. and I find that quite hard because you know, growing up, man, racial banter was what we did. Like, yeah, we, I, yeah. you will cuss me for being white, I will cuss you for being yeah, black, but there was no real, well, there wasn't any malice was, in yeah, it at all. And, and, and I think it's it's, it's context because it's like when people, some people say certain things, and I just think, yeah, but it's all about context. Like, we growing up, yeah, like me, Morgan, like literally, I even think that's one of the, uh, the, the 
foundations of our <laughs> friendships. Like literally every day. It was we cussing. We're yeah. cussing each other. Like every, I'm talking about every anything day. Everything. Anything goes. Anything goes. And the thing is, when I think about it, yeah, I never once, I, sometimes I, I think, oh, maybe if I was a different person, would it be different? But nah, there was five of us. Well, generally, mm-hmm. there was a five to mm-hmm. six of us. Morgan was pretty much the only white guy. But it, it was like the jokes was flowing through and thin. And sometimes I wonder with people, the angle you're coming from. If you're going to be coming on some super political, like, yeah, man, um, you know, racism is like this. But the other side is, do you understand racism? Like, do you actually get what it is? Like, where, you know, I said it earlier, intention. There's nothing wrong with saying something bad or like, let's say black people, like, because of what we, first of what we are, how we, we've grown up, the things we've been through, it's actually, a lot of it is like conflicting. You could, on one side, you could say something mm-hmm. and then on the flip side, it will look crazy to a bunch of people. But is it bad? Is it, you are racist? Is it, you, you, you don't understand? I think some people just really take it out of context. And yeah, man, you kind of have to loosen up a little bit, but at the same time, Keep your eyes and ears open. Like, do you know what I mean? We, that's, that's what I say. It's, it's just such a hard balance to have, man. And I mm. get why no one, no one has the right balance. I think it's really yeah. no one yeah. because it is such a, a hard thing to have. Like I said, like I'm, no matter how many, you know, I said I, I grew up around 99% black people, but I still learn bare. Like it's still bare. Even till today, I'm like, I learned stuff and I'm mm. like, oh, I didn't even think of that, you know? Like, and it's not just towards black. Like, you know, even you think like when you're younger, yeah, no, it's what true. you used to call the corner shop, where are you going? It's not, you know, you yeah, use yeah, derogatory yeah, yeah. words that. Back then, I didn't mean it in that way at all. But because that's what we called it, that's what we called it. And, and you know what? You know, that's funny because it's like, there's certain times, even with my mum, when she says certain things, like, again, I don't think she, she's not racist or whatever, but she, yeah. you have to educate. You can't say that. Like, yeah. okay, do you know what? She she will say she she still has she says uh half cast. Do you know what I mean? And again, like she'll say, Yeah, but we're talking about this like you know, what's what's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? And I and I'm telling her, and I said, you know what? Yes, I get it. Cause in your day, that was the respectful way that you guys felt you're gonna say mm. mixed race. But I'm like, you cannot say that. Do you know what I mean? You you, you can't I say that. Know. It's not it's 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 offensive to people. Or like, you know, the P word or whatever, or like uh even even sometimes when they abbreviate things, they might say, Yeah, Jamo or whatever, whatever. In a way, maybe not the jammer one, but it's like sometimes when you take something that's kind of in a certain, maybe in a certain room in your family and they're thinking it's cool. Like it's, you know, oh, we will speak like this. But when you grow up now, you're the person now that's, you've gone out, you've seen the world, you've met other kinds of people. You start realizing that, hey, hey, we, 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 we ourselves, we have a little bit of a, you know, uh, a battle here to, to educate ourselves. Like it's, it's crucial. It's, it's super crucial.